Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tookie's Take podcast. Intros be damned. Who needs them? They're overrated. We say hi, we say hello, we get the show on the road. It is Tookie, joined by Mr. Endo Mills once again for our last regular podcast for the next two weeks. Oh, yeah, you kind of just said, like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. I'm out. See you guys later. Whatever. No, the girlfriend said we were going on vacation, and I said, sure. So you had no <laughs> say in the matter whatsoever. I mean, I did, but I'm not now. Okay, full disclosure, she comes from a family that, you know, enjoy their, their road trips. You know, it's been a common thing throughout her life, and I don't mind road tripping and exploring and adventuring. Granted, I like there to be a little bit more time in between road tripping and adventuring because, again, I just went to Boston last week and that's a fucking exhausting experience. <laughs> you know, if you're someone like me, like, look, like, I'm not totally lost in, in large cities, but at the same time, I kind of like living in the middle of nowhere. Not the complete middle of nowhere, but I kind of like living in the middle of nowhere. I got my own peace and quiet in my own home and it's great. And then instead, you go to a city with like 600,000 plus people, and it's a nightmare. You know this. You live in Toronto. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Let's not pretend it's not. There's a bunch of stuff to do, but it's a fucking nightmare. So, yeah, the idea of road tripping, I'm just like, sure, let's let's do it. I'm not going to say no and, and ruin your vacation away from school. But at the same time, holy shit, is it a lot to prepare for, both from this side of things to just mentally. It's a lot to prepare for, but... Yeah, it'll be our uh, our last normal podcast until, uh, yeah, I believe two weeks from today. I, th- I think April 26th is the last time. Now, I might end up pre-recording some stuff just to have some things out there while I'm gone. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Endo, it's, it's the last one for two weeks. Whatever are we going to do? I don't know. I have the podcast title Lost in Large already. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Cut it for it. You'll probably know if that's the episode title or Tuki's going to change it or whatever. You'll see by the title down here. I, or I hope it's not the episode title. I hope we large. come up with something else. I mean, <laughs> considering news that I found out uh, today, uh, not today, yesterday. Yeah, I'm feeling a little lost and large myself. So. Oh, God. Aren't we Aren't we all a bit lost? And aren't most of us a bit large? Mm-hmm. No, USA, but I feel found. USA. Thanks to our <laughs> beautiful sponsors over at Manscaped and making me sure that I feel found and smelling nice and clean with their spherical deodorant. You can tell I've been using this fucker because it's, it's absolutely spherical. It is it's more rounded. spherical. <laughs> it is rounded. Br- Britney Spears. There you go. Uh, there it is. And definitely. that was a great transition. It was. As always, this show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can use code Tookie at checkout for 20% off your order. Free worldwide shipping on everything that they got to offer to you. It doesn't matter if you want a t-shirt that says your balls will thank you. They got that. They have, honestly, probably the best boxers that I own. Like, they, it's, they're, they're top-notch. I'm not, I'm not just hyping them up here. It's, it's, honestly, it's good stuff. And then, of course, in terms of hair care... Wherever it may be, up here, down there, anywhere in between, Manscaped's got you covered. Anywhere in between means your taint. Uh, Manscaped, code to... <laughs> I knew I could get into the crack with that. Manscaped.com. <laughs> Manscaped.com, code Tookie, 20% off. Free worldwide shipping. Again, anywhere in between here, Romania, and... and t- 
Taint, Taintston, Texas. I don't know. That's probably a name of a city. Let's be honest. Nashville, Taint and C. <laughs> Where I might be. I don't know. I might be. You know, I dared, um, I dared to, uh, to, uh, Google the term Taint City. <laughs> Just to see how it would show up. And uh, aside, aside from aside from Taint Town being the top thing to show up on Urban Dictionary, uh, I do I do want to mention that um, thanks to uh, thanks to the lovely town of Kennebunkport, Maine, which I believe is famous for being like the vacation home of the Bush family. Um, there was uh, there was a brewing company in Kennebunkport, Maine that released Taint Town Pale Ale. Uh, so shout out to shout out to Maine for more reasons than just me. Although let's be honest, I'm probably the only reason that you need. I, I need to manscape everybody. Ale. I need to try that. More excuses to go to Maine now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we 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 have an ale named Taint Town. Come on down. Let's go. I don't know, Jesus but Taint Town, New Jersey, like kind of rolls off the tongue. Just have like an ECHL yeah, the- team, Taint Town, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but it's known by its its more uh, formal name, Hoboken. We have a couple of viewer questions from you guys here to start off today's show. Again, as always, you can join the Discord. The link's in the description, whether or not you are watching or listening to this show. First question comes from Broken Wheelchair. Who will be the next co-host to sleep through a podcast? So, Endo and I are on that illustrious list. Sin, uh, again, has has had to kind of change some things up life-wise to the point where he's only available on Fridays. So, I mean... I don't know. Sin could be napping right now instead of being on the show. That could be the case. We have no way to know for sure. So I think we just throw him under the bus. Yeah. He's not here to know any any different. Let's be honest. He's not going to listen to the show. Yeah. He would never <laughs> what an egomaniac that Sin from the win is. He'll only listen to stuff that he takes part in. 100%. Just a real dickhead, that guy. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Oh, God, we love him. Uh, the answer will technically be me, probably, on said road trip. So yeah. that'll be that'll be fun. Who will be the next person to sleep through a podcast? Me, as I'm traveling somewhere between the mid-Atlantic and southern states. Hopefully I live. And our other question here, because let's be honest, I mean, you guys can check out the Discord section. There are some pretty shitty questions this oh, yeah. time out. One of those, see, sometimes chat tries, and or chat tries, I'm so used to streaming. Sometimes, you know, people try, and other times they're just like, ah, fucking no, it's a hot dog, a sandwich, and I'm like, come on, guys, that's, it's 2022, have we not moved beyond this? Mm -hmm. But the other question comes from Mr. Congina, who, um, you know, you see, you see what he's doing there. You see what he's doing there. It's fine. It's fine. NBA playoff predictions. I have not watched a basketball game. This I haven't year. even looked at a basketball, regardless. Like <laughs> Toronto's like a what color city it primarily now, like, is. I haven't even looked at, at anything whatsoever. I used to play basketball, but now I don't even really care about it. It's just kind of like in one year, like right out the other. Not even the other. The same year. Yeah. It kind of goes like. My my interest wavers. You know, I wouldn't call myself a fair weather fan because it's not like okay, the Celtics are good. I'm watching up. Oh, they're bad. I'm not like the Celtics are good. 
they finished in second place in the Eastern Conference. The Raptors finished in fifth. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so both of our teams have made the playoffs outright. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I don't know I don't know what it is. But for whatever reason, it's just the NBA hasn't grabbed my attention this year, and I, I don't know if it's because like the the best thing about this season was the the early side talk videos. Like, what was it? Like, game one or two into the season? Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? And now the Knicks didn't even make the fucking playoffs? Game, like, game one, and they just completely lost their, like, lost their crap. Knicks fans are ridiculous. Right, young like, Ethan Dykeman! He <laughs> <laughs> was ridiculous. We got Bobby Schmerda! <laughs> like, just... Fucking, that's the best part of this NBA season that I remember is the fucking side talk videos from game one covering the Knicks. Like, aside from that, it's, uh, I don't know, like, most headlines I still see, it's like, okay, like, I think it's cool as shit that the Phoenix Suns win 64 games. That's Mm -hmm. cool as hell. Um, But for the most part, like, I feel like for me as a casual basketball fan at this point, the majority of what I see is still just LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. To the point where the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Before the season, of course, LeBron James, yeah, I'm really, essentially, I'm the GM. I'm crafting the team. And now that they didn't make the playoffs, and he was asked, like, oh, what do you think's next? He's like, I don't know. I'm not the GM. I don't make those decisions. So it's just like, on one hand, I respect the fact that it's such a personality-driven league. But on the other, um, in terms of coverage, they maybe focus a bit too much on personalities, per se. So, I don't know. There's just something about the NBA that hasn't really grabbed my attention. I will probably watch more now that, um, you know, it's about playoff time. But in terms of a prediction, the Boston Celtics are going to win unless they don't. There's my expert analysis for the NBA playoffs. Yeah. It, it, it's The only entertaining thing has been the absolute collapse of essentially another goddamn super team with uh, the the Lakers, but they just completely flopped, like a hundred percent. Like that's team- not the first time. Were you a basketball fan when they're like, oh, "We're gonna bring in Steve Nash and Dwight Howard to play with Kobe, and it's gonna be great"? And it wasn't. It hey, was Steve awful. Nash looked great though. Steve Nash looked uh, great. He always, as the song once says, and this is a rough cut. When Stevie's on the floor, he passes real nice. Even though he's short, his ass is real nice. He's got an average person's body. For those who get that reference, I love you. That's an old school NBA YouTube deep cut. And you should enjoy it and look up that video if you don't know it. I have a feeling that's like that's, a Chris That's Smoo Steve video. Nash's legacy. Is that his Chris Smooth video? <laughs> no. No? That'd be, that'd be hilarious if it wasn't Chris Smoo. Oh, God. I don't even... Uh... God, he, um, this, this freaking YouTuber, he had, um, God, I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. Um, ah, oh, Jesus, what, who was this YouTuber? I can't even remember. He had another song covering, uh, it was a cover of, uh, instead of Dirk, um, fucking, it was, it was Dirk Nowitzki, basically Dirkalicious. Like, that's the era of YouTube that oh we're talking God. from, like, 12 years ago. That's, like, the golden uh, age. I think that's, like, the golden was. age of, like, of like content. I had a conversation about this, like, earlier today, just to go off track of the NBA. Um, someone in my chat was telling me, like, 2017 was the golden age of YouTube. And I'm like, are you li- do you live under a rock? 2017? 
It depends on when you grew up, though. Yeah. Right? Like, because I'm, you know, I was 11 when YouTube started. So I was able to follow along basically from the beginning. And obviously, you know, it, it went through its different its different phases. But I feel like your golden age of YouTube is going to be probably from ages like 13 to 18, 19, 20-ish. Like basically in your formative years, that's what you're going to view as the golden yeah. age of anything. Oh, what was the golden age of cartoons? Well, let's see. When was I a kid? That's my golden age for what I think the best cartoons were of all time. You know, it's just... Or for music. It's it's the same thing. So, you were talking to a child, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, but cartoons? Like, like Cartoon Network, that one, like, from, like, 90, like, 5 to, like, 2000, like, 8. Peak. I don't disagree. Yeah. But that's bang. because we're, you know, in the same age group, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to say about the NBA, though, I feel like a lot of Raptors fans are just like, okay. Because you had that magical run with Kawhi, and that's all you needed. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I feel like most Raptors fans are probably hockey fans first, specifically Leafs fans first. You got what you wanted out of the Raptors. Now it's like, okay, I'm fulfilled with basketball. Please, God, let the Leafs win. I feel like that's the case for a lot of Leafs fans. It's like they got the title and then kind of went, ah, okay, this is what this is what feels like the win. Meanwhile, you have like, uh, what is it, the Toronto Toronto FC? Like they they were doing pretty good last year. They fell off a cliff, but like, it's what happens. Toronto has been, I want to say it's in poverty for championships we don't count the cfl i'm going to be very honest with you barely anyone in toronto cares about the cfl barely uh, anyone in canada yeah, unless, cares you're, about the CFL. Like, unless you're in the uh the, the central provinces i don't know how many people really care about oh yeah the CFL. like i'm not saying that like vancouver fans don't care about the cfl but like come on do you care as much as as calgary or saskatoon like no come on they love no. their football there Second, second, second America loves their football. There you go. <laughs> Texas North. Texas. <laughs> Alaska <laughs> South. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I feel like that's been the, uh, I feel like that's been the case for a lot of, uh, a lot of Raptors fans. And honestly, yeah. Like, when the Bruins won in 2011, like, don't get me wrong, when they lost the next year to Washington in round one, I was upset. When they lost in 2013, the next year I was upset. Did it hurt as much? Probably not, because they at least won in 2011. Like, it's that euphoria of, like, holy shit, I saw my team win, you know, and now it's like, okay, subsequent losses hurt, but at the same time, you're like, but at least I got to see it, you know? So, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, You know, we, we kind of mentioned Toronto there and, and mentioning the Argonauts, which is the name of their CFL team, for those who didn't know, which is most of you. Even though we have a large Canadian audience, Argos, man, they're like the winningest CFL team in CFL history. I'll believe you. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, why not talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs to start off this show? I know because we'll get you in a good mood and in good spirits right out of the gates because Austin Matthews became the first player to score 50 goals in 50 games since 1996 when some. Bust named Mario Lemieux did it. Never heard of him. Uh, 
Um, technically, it was 51 and 50, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Now, it's not an official 50 and 50, be- uh, official, because it didn't happen in the first 50 games of a season. My standpoint, fuck that. Who cares? It's 50 and 50. Yeah. I feel like I understand, like, why. Like, they're, they're, people are saying, oh, it's, it's not the first 50 because the first 50 are, like, in the consecutive. But at the same time, does it really make that big of a difference? It's still 50. No. It's still 50 games. It's still the same amount of in-game time to get get 50 goals. Well, in this case, 51. Yeah. Now, he has 58 goals on the season. 10 games left. Endo Mills. Does Austin Matthews hit 70 goals? I said he was going to hit 60. Uh, I think he's going to get 65. I don't think he's going to get 70. My official guess at this point, as I take a swig of water to, to prep for this, he will finish with 67 goals. He will. Let's be honest. He's. I'm not even trying to meme. You know what's going to happen. He will score 67 goals on the dot. He'll score an empty netter with two seconds left of game 82 to hit 67. And then we're going to get out of the first round again. Probably. And we will talk a little <laughs> bit later with on. with 67. <laughs> we will talk a little bit later on about kind of the, the playoff preview because by the time I'm back in two weeks, we'll basically know what the playoffs are. So we'll kind of give our final prediction on, hey, if the season were to end today and what we think might happen. But the Leafs have clinched, and Austin Matthews will score 67 goals. Bank on it at this point. In terms of some of the things, though, that have happened elsewhere, the, an- the answer to that is not much. <laughs> It, it was kind of a, a relatively quiet weekend outside of an incident. Now, there was an incident not all that long ago at a game that took place outdoors. I believe it was called the Heritage Classic, where hmm, Austin Matthews. Well, he was suspended for two games for cross-checking Rasmus Dahlin in the neck. Right. Well, Evgeny Malkin... For the Pittsburgh Penguins, he decided to cross-check Mark Borowiecki of the Nashville Predators right in the fucking mouth. <laughs> Malkin got a double minor for high sticking. Borowiecki got a two-minute slashing penalty because, of course, he did. You got to have the refs even shit up. Now, again, Malkin suspended for four games. Deserved? Yeah. I don't think there's any disagreement with that. You cross-check the guy in the mouth. Do Penguins fans have the right to be somewhat upset by this because, again, of a complete lack of consistency with the Department of Player Safety? Yeah, they do. Because there is no consistency with this whatsoever. And if you look at what happened with Matthews, it seems like Malkin got the extra two games because Borowiecki was a bit roughed up from this. Surprise, surprise. He got cross-checked in the teeth. And there is a bit of a history for Malkin. Not a ton. Uh, It's only a second career suspension. He got suspended for one game for high sticking back in 2019. And he has been fined three times in his career. I mean, it's, it's deserved. I think a lot of people are like, oh my god, he got suspended in the first place. Oh my god, there was a game. There was two. There was four. Like, literally, it, it just feels like another instance of like, oh yeah, they spun the wheel. And that's it. So I can't disagree with it. Yeah. Um, 
like consistency or not, he's gonna get a few games. That's why. That's the way I see it. Very short, simple. Yeah. Just that's the consistency or not. He was definitely gonna get like one or two games. Now he had a teammate. I don't know if you've heard of this guy um, named Sidney Crosby. Kidney, now, kidney Crosby. Yes. Yeah. Now he in a game a against bust. the Washington Capitals, he sucker punched Nick Dowd right in the fucking face. <laughs> like they were they were kind of scrapping a bit, and Crosby just rears back this left hand that landed flush. Sidney Crosby, celebrity boxing. Let's see it. Nothing. Not a fine, not a suspension. But hey, he hit 1,400 career points in the same game that Malkin earned that suspension. <laughs> like, literally, the, the, the argument can be that guys like Crosby and McDavid and so on and for, so forth, that they're, that they're sick and tired of, you know, never having calls go their way. Does it justify Sidney Crosby literally punching a guy in the mouth? Yes, completely, 100%, 1,000%. You're not, they're not going to... There's one thing that I that I do say, like I said as a joke, obviously, but like there's there is a point where players are starting to feel they're not gonna get the you could say protection or the rule book thrown in their way or calls for them. Yeah. And they're gonna start it's called the playoffs. Hmm? It's called the playoffs. Yeah. And they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna start uh taking matters in their own hands. And this is exactly what's happening. Um uh Players are being more aggressive, uh, especially stars who are not getting calls for them in their fashion. They're like, you're not going to call the rule book. I'll enforce my own rules. Like, I'll give them a left. I, I hate that, like, <laughs> it's come to that, but people are going to start doing that to defend themselves. It's fair enough. So, more beautiful inconsistency. Now, technically... You know, we look at the Eastern Conference, four teams have already clinched. We already know who the other four are going to be. It's going to be Pittsburgh, Tampa, Boston, and Washington. That's a slam dunk. Like, it's essentially impossible. The only question is seeding. Pittsburgh right now, 94 points with eight games to go. The Caps are on 90 points with 10 games to go. So, about the same point pace. With these four games without Evgeny Malkin... Do the Caps catch Pittsburgh is kind of the question that's on the mind right now. And if you're looking at this, you know, there's a chance that it will be either Pittsburgh or Washington as the eighth seed, which means they will be playing the Florida Panthers. What a horrible time for Evgeny Malkin to get suspended. Because you look here, I mean, top of the Metro, it's Carolina and New York who are currently separated by just two points, both with nine games to go. So... That top seed in the Metro isn't even decided right now. Malkin being out for four games when the Penguins are already sliding. They have three wins in their last ten. This could set up Pittsburgh with a date against the Florida Panthers, and uh, I don't I don't know if I'd like the Penguins' chances against the Florida Panthers. I don't know if I like anybody's chances against the Florida Panthers, so... Nervous times, I would say, for Penguins fans at this stage. Well, if you look at it, the next upcoming four games that he's going to be missing, uh, he already served one. He already okay. served one for the for the Predators game, I believe, right? Uh, so it happened in the Preds game, but okay, 
Um, right. He plays so yeah, for, I don't I know. Forgot for Owecki, plays for the plays for uh, the Preds. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he. I remember he was uh, well, he was over with um, in Ottawa. He was a Sen for years and years. Yeah. Yeah, he was with Ottawa for a bit. So I'm looking at it too. Yeah. They play the Islanders twice in a row. They play Boston twice in a row. So I think they can get by the Isles. I think they can get by the Isles for sure. I don't know. I just, mm. I just have that feeling. Um, they're probably gonna maybe have a little bit of struggle with the uh, with the Bruins, but it's not the first time this team has played well without a star player like Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby in the lineup. So mm. they might have this weird like aspect where like the Leafs, where they just play better without those players in there. When when Austin had the suspension, that team stepped the fuck up and they they played really yeah. really well. And it was almost like, why the fuck do we need him? Oh wait. Fucking 51 goals in 50 games. We kind of need him. So I, I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm definitely going to watch this game for sure. Uh, I don't think the Leafs are. I don't think Leafs are on tonight. I'm not sure. Are they on? Uh, yeah, they're on tonight. Yes, the they play Buffalo. Yeah. They play okay, Buffalo. I'll, I'll watch both games. Have a Which both. actually brings us to our next our next topic. So that's that's kind of perfect. perfect. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. For Pittsburgh, we'll, we'll see what the hell happens. But yeah, Eastern Conference pretty much decided. But talking about Buffalo, they play the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Owen Power will be making his NHL debut. Of course, he was the first overall pick in 2021, fresh off of a Frozen Four appearance with the University of Michigan. Of course, he is the first defenseman to go number one overall since Rasmus Dahlin, also of the Buffalo Sabres, he had 32 points in 33 games in his sophomore season at Michigan. So, obviously the hype level's real. It's it's always been high. I mean, people have questioned just, like, what is the ceiling for him? But it's like, okay, here's a guy who's 6'6", 214 pounds, currently listed, um, you know, with pretty goddamn good skating attributes as well. So it's not, it's not that difficult to understand why Buffalo was, uh, you know, really drawn to this guy first overall. And of course, you know, there is that whole deal of, well, they're going to technically burn a year of his ELC, but it's not the end of the world. I think people worry about that a little bit too much sometimes. I mean, again, it worked out well for Kale McCarr and the Colorado Avalanche. Um, as well, Seattle signed the second overall pick from this past summer, Matty Beniers, who will also be making his debut for the Kraken. I believe they have him slotted on a line with Ryan Donato and Jordan Eberle. So, you know, some you know offensive output there potentially as well. And in terms of other uh, player debuts, Bobby Brink signed with the Philadelphia Flyers uh, after winning the national title with the University of Denver, who I believe said we're going to win. So there you go. Uh, Denver ties Michigan for the most NCAA titles with nine. Denver has four championships now in the past 18 years, while Michigan hasn't won since 1998. I wanted to mention this too. Like, obviously, like I'm hyped to see how some of these young guys do. Uh, none of them, you know, Power, Beniers, Brink, none of them are obviously on playoff teams. So it'll be a you know a 10 game sample size, whereabouts. But the NCAA is weird as shit, Endo. I wanted to mention that Devin Levi, Canadian hero Devin Levi. Won the Mike Richter Award, which should be renamed the Jeremy Swayman Award. Uh, he won the Mike Richter Award for top college goaltender. Uh, obviously, he is a Buffalo prospect now, originally drafted by the Panthers in the seventh round. And he has insane levels of hype, obviously, since being drafted. So, Devin Levi wins Goalie of the Year. 
But the Hobie Baker Award for Best Player in General in the NCAA, obviously the hockey equivalent of the Heisman, went to Minnesota State's Dryden McKay, who was also a goalie. So yep. Dryden McKay did not win the award for Best Goalie, but he did win the award for Best Player. Make that make sense, <laughs> if you can. Uh... It depends. I'm I'm trying to look at the stats right now. So this year he had a 131 goals against average and a 931 save percentage in regular season. That's and McKay or Levi? That's uh that's Dryden McKay. What a name, Dryden. Okay. Uh, he was I'm pretty sure he was literally named for Ken Dryden. So probably. I mean at least he's yeah. living up to his parents' expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this year for Northeastern, uh yeah, uh, Danton Levi has a one five four goals against average and a nine five two save percentage. Now, now it makes me think: Did Devin Levi get it because there was, because Northeastern didn't qualify or didn't go end up in the playoffs? I don't pretend to know what the justification is or what the rationale is for certain, um. You know, for for award voting standards, let alone, you know, NCAA level, let alone at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Every year it's like, huh, what's the logic behind that? Lou Lamorello winning GM of the year last year. Rest my case. Okay. But. I think I, I think I know why. Um, let me just double check that my facts are correct. Okay. Fact checking on the internet? Yeah. What are you, a nerd? No, I'm a goalie. Okay, so now I know the reason why. Danton Levi got eliminated in the first round. Uh, well, Northeastern got eliminated in the first round uh, of the of the Frozen Four. Um, whereas Minnesota State got to the final. Indeed, they did. Dryden. So what? Just the goalie State. being goalie being on the better team gets the award. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's dumb. That's like I'll that's like it. a losing team's <laughs> goaltender getting the, um, what is it the for the, in the Stanley Cup Finals like the Smythe. Just say Jean Sebastian Jaguar. That's all you have to say. Yeah, it's like Jaguar getting getting the fucking thing after losing. I'm intrigued to see who Dryden McKay signs with. He's undrafted. He's 24 years old, listed at six foot. So who knows? Maybe the uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The American UC Soros. Uh, I'm intrigued. He has amazing numbers at the NCAA level, but still hasn't signed anywhere. I am very much looking forward to this summer. People freaking out for at least one particular fan base because they got this guy who might make it, but might not, because that's how goalies work. I mean, the, yeah, the guy's already. There's a lot of goalie cool. prospects who are like unsigned and did some crazy ass numbers. I know a lot of them, what they're going to do, because I've noticing a real sudden trend with. Guys who are prospects who could possibly go in the end if with some development, they sign in the A on a two-way deal with the A and the ECHL, so they develop yeah. over there. Um, right. And so it, I was yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, that's fine. and it's it's something that I haven't really seen. Like Jacob Mastelli, who played for Clarkson, had like ten games played, goals against average of one point three, save percentage nine four four. I believe he's in his like what fourth year of schooling. He's in his second year of schooling, but he's gonna probably stay for another two years. Like, it's nuts. It's unprecedented. You have a lot of like skaters too, as well, signing with the 
signing in that route as well because they see, you know, like you're getting you're really getting decent money playing professional hockey in North America. Like if you play, for example, for like Orlando in the ECHL, you're getting sixty thousand, like untaxed. And for the Canadian, that's eighty thousand right there, like just to play hockey. NCAA, it's weird. Goalies are weird. This is what we know. Definitely didn't have a segment that I had to cut out of the show where my mic didn't unmute itself. Definitely not. Um, also wanted to talk about goalies, though. And again, I think today might end up being a shorter show, and I'm fine with that. Uh, Jake Allen for the Montreal Canadiens. He is now done for the season with a groin injury. Uh, as well, uh, despite scoring his first NHL goal in the past week, Justin Barron, who they acquired from Colorado, uh, has picked up an ankle injury. He's done for the year. And the Habs have officially become the most injured team in NHL history <laughs> in terms of the amount of games lost. Uh, but hey, at least Cole Caulfield has 18 goals on the season now. Of course, 17 of them coming with Martin St. Louis as head coach. So, you know, I, uh, I I couldn't pass up the opportunity to mention like just what the hell has happened to the Habs this year. I don't know if, let's see, they've played 73 games. There is not one person on that team who's played every game this season. Not one. The closest is Nick Suzuki, who's played 72 of 73. That is incredibly bad luck. Holy God. (laughs) Like, one dude, only one, has played every single game. Like, I'm looking at the Leafs, and in terms of who's played every game for the Leafs, uh, Michael Bunting, Alex yep. Kerfoot, David Camp, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody. <laughs> like, you at least have a couple. How do you not have one? What the hell? It's been such a weird year for Montreal, like a calendar year for Montreal. Injury bug. They, they got it from Carey Price, and it's spread to everybody. Yeah, Basically. like I, that's I don't I don't have anything to, to, to cover that or to talk on that because that's that's it's freak. Like you you never yeah know that's just happen. one of those um that's just one of those like I have to point this out because it's so fucking weird. Um, just worth mentioning. But yeah, we we kind of brought that up a, a few weeks ago that the Habs were on pace to be the most injured team in NHL history, and yeah, they uh they are, they are, so that's rough. Other injuries, Drew Doughty now out for the rest of the season for the LA Kings after wrist surgery, only played 39 games, had 31 points, so as much as you know, he'd kind of been on the decline the past few years, he bounced back this year. Um, I'd start to be concerned about him just in terms of like how many injuries he's had now, and as it stands, the LA Kings are barely holding on to a playoff spot, 86 points with eight games to go. Whereas, I mean, again, you have certain teams in the Pacific Division that are right there uh, in the mix. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights, of course, just two points back with a game at hand. Um, And hell, even the Vancouver Canucks, six points back, but with a game at hand. I mean, I don't know. There is a chance that L.A., without Drew Doughty, could end up missing the playoffs. And even if you do make the playoffs, you don't have your best defenseman. It might be best for them to miss and end up in the lottery. I'd be intrigued. I uh, got to ask someone like Crash Andrews as a Kings fan to be like, what are your thoughts on this now and what would you prefer? Because if I'm in that situation, I'm rooting for my team to miss the playoffs. 
They have a minus two goal differential. You don't have your best defenseman. Give me one more lottery pick because you never know. Yeah, I there. It's going to be a really, really tight, close race to get into that spot right now. I like the last ten games because um, it's like the good. It's basically the, it's like the panic button kind of thing. You, mm. This is where you decide if you're going to be retooling in the off season or if you're going to keep pushing for what could have been. Uh, I I'm excited. I'm looking right now at the wild card situation over there. And it mm-hmm. is not pretty. It is a very tight knit race right there. Nashville and Dallas holding the, uh, the two two spots right now. Vegas, yeah. Winnipeg, Vancouver. I know. I know Anaheim was a weren't Anaheim eliminated. Yes, Anaheim's mathematically eliminated now, yeah, but so they were hanging around in first for a decent amount of time, up to like thirty games or something like that. Yeah, like Vancouver is doing is just hanging on by a thread, completely hanging on by a thread with eighty points. They they could they could do something. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but they could squeak it in. I'm telling you, um, if that happens, Bruce Boudreaux is going to get that Jack Adams award. I think it might be him or whew, if I was to say if Montreal goes on a tear right now, uh, they could probably give it to St. Louis is he's really mm. like stat wise. I mean, again, like numbers, people only like looking at the, the advanced analytics for it. But that team's production has been tenfold. Like, like a complete 180 from what it used to be, and maybe they could give it to him. But like, I think it'd be like really crazy to give to him, especially in teams like in last place. If they like won yeah. all their next games, and maybe be like, oh, cool, maybe consideration. But I don't know. I think Sin and I talked about it at the beginning of the month. Like Rod Brendamore is still the coach I'd take over anyone else. But if I had to vote for uh, coach of the year right now, I think it'd be Daryl Sutter in Calgary. Very. Mm. Very impressed with the Calgary Flames. Um, wanted to mention this as well. This is a weird stat. We got a couple of things here before we kind of wrap up the show. Um, for the Carolina Hurricanes, Jordan Stahl scored his first regular season hat trick since 2008. Wow. Again, this is the guy that has the record for uh, the youngest player to ever score a hat trick. This is, again, I think he had a playoff hat trick in 2012, but he has not had a regular season hat trick since 2008. That is the longest span in between hat tricks in NHL history. He has actually held that record for more than 500 days. <laughs> um, earlier this year as well, Matt Duchesne actually was on the list of top 10 longest droughts. He broke a 10-year drought earlier this season back in November. But imagine that. Not only did you have the... You've had the record for 500 days. <laughs> and he finally breaks it. So... Uh, a feel-good story for the team that's in first place still in the Metro Division with the Hurricanes. I can't believe the Rangers are right there, though. Like I said, just two points back, both teams with nine games to go. It's almost unthinkable that Carolina wasn't going to win that division that the Rangers might, but it's a potential. You know, It's a potential possibility at this stage. And then I mentioned the Kraken earlier when signing Maddie Beneers. Um... Vladimir Tarasenko is a point-per-game player. He has 10 games left this season. He's 10 points away from a career high. How big of a favor did the Kraken do for the Blues to have not taken Vladimir Tarasenko? The Blues are currently in third in the Central Division. Uh, They are uh, potentially going to be the first team since the 1992-93 Caps to have at least nine players with 20 goals. (laughs) 
They need Robert Thomas to score two and Ryan O'Reilly to score three in their last ten. So they currently have seven players uh, with at least 20 goals. And we've talked about the Blues before. They are one of those teams that I look at and I'm like, I would be kind of scared to play them in the playoffs. I think just the way they're constructed, the way that they're built, uh, they could play spoiler to some of those bigger teams in the Western Conference in the playoffs. And a big part of that is the fact that you know Vince Dunn's in, Vince Dunn's solid. He's not Vladimir Tarasenko at his best. And I really do wonder if Seattle and look, it's worked out well for Seattle in a sense. You know they they have a bunch of draft picks now after after selling. You know they have four seconds this year and three thirds, three seconds next year and uh, actually that's three fourths. Excuse me, uh, and three fourths the year after. I still think Seattle could have gone on a Vegas like run. You know, in hindsight, picking someone like Carey Price wouldn't have been the best decision in the world because he hasn't played all year. But I mean. You know, maybe there was the whole, like, oh, does Tarasenko want to go there type of thing? I think he might have had a no movement. But at the end of the day, you know, all it was is, oh, the Blues relationship with Tarasenko. It's so contentious, and he wants to leave. And, well, now all of a sudden it's it's fine. And, yeah, Tarasenko does have a, uh, a, a no-trade clause at this stage. So he would have had to have waived that. But regardless... Uh, We'll see what happens with the Kraken in the next 10 years, because I really think they could have had that Vegas-like run. And uh, if you were to tell me three months from now that the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup this year, I would not be surprised. And it agrees with the silence. Yeah. it's <laughs> fair enough. So, last thing I kind of wanted to talk about here before we call it a show uh, is the playoff picture, because we've talked a lot about it. Now, like I said, the seeding is hardly set in in the West. We don't even know who's going to make it. But if the season were to have ended last night on 72 games, essentially, instead of 73, this would be the playoff picture. In the East, we'd have the Panthers against the Capitals. Odds are Panthers win that series. It's yeah. a complete and outright failure if they don't. Hurricanes and Bruins. Nightmare. Nightmare. I've mentioned it a thousand <laughs> times. The Canes have just whooped the Bruins this year. Yes, the Bruins have the likes of Hampus Lindholm on the roster now. I have zero confidence. Okay, maybe not zero confidence, but not that much confidence that the Bruins would be able to win that particular series. That scares me. Rangers and Penguins? I still, I just, I can't trust the Rangers until they win in the playoffs. They're in Leafs territory for me. I can't trust them until they actually win in the playoffs. And then, and I need your thoughts on this, if the season ended last night, Leafs and Lightning, in round one, how much confidence do you have? You know, yes, you have Austin Matthews with 51 and 50. How much confidence do you have that the Leafs get out of the first round if they have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning? Not, not much. <laughs> not, not much. I mean, so far right now, the um, Toronto is leading the regular season series two to one. Uh, you know, they won, they won the first game in OT, lost second one, third one. They came out fucking swinging six two win. I don't know. The, the, if Toronto actually shows up and plays as if it's a regular season game, not a playoff game, they could they could win it. They could take the series. But it's going to be very long draw now. It's going to be a long series. A lot of extra hockey. 
In the West, Colorado and Dallas. I got to be honest, I... Colorado's the favorite, but much like Florida and Washington, I could see a setup where Dallas could maybe pull this off. Granted, their depth scoring is a little bit concerning. I think the difference, like the, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a stat that essentially said like the top line for the Stars, which is Robertson, Hints, and Pavelski, has like 92 goals, and then like the rest of the forwards combined have like 112 or something like that. Jeez. Like it's a small difference. Like they are carried by that top line. But Colorado still likely wins it. And again, much like if Florida doesn't beat Washington, complete failure. Calgary and Nashville. Toss up. Calgary should win. I could see Nashville winning. I could see Calgary sweeping. I have no idea. I have no damn idea uh, what to expect from that. I really don't. And then, talked about it, the Wild and the Blues. Toss up. Minnesota should probably win, but the Blues are dangerous. And then the Oilers and the Kings. Congratulations to the Oilers. I now think you could find playoff success because Drew Doughty is hurt if you end up playing the LA Kings. Oh, yeah, you Was this all an elaborate ruse to finally say I have some confidence in the Oilers? Yes, it was. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like something's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be um, an internal failure for the Oilers. I think it's going to be, as usual, McDavid, Drysaddle showing up, and everyone else just kind of checks out at the door. If they get, you know, it's funny. Drysaddle, Drysaddle got some shit from people because he's like, "Oh, I wouldn't want to play us in the playoffs." And people are like, "What do you mean, you guys? What do you want Leon Drysaddle to say?" Yeah, someone eh, we we probably won't win if we make the playoffs. What the hell do you expect the guy to say? Oh yeah. Dude, I'm so, so I'm so fucking tired of sports media. In like, as we talk about this on a sports podcast, basically being a part of the cog of sports media, ah, uh, you 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 hate society, but you participate in it. I too am intelligent. Like, some some of the questions they ask athletes, it's like, what do you expect them to say? Right. Like, do you expect to be like, suck. oh, no, we're going to be shit. We're going to get shit on. We're going to, like, fucking, like, absolutely get, get like screwed over. It's like, no, you're going to talk about how you wouldn't want to play yourself because you're confident in how your team's playing. Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, the, the moral of the story, get shit on. Your ass! Get shit on! <sighs> That was that was peak YouTube. Oh, that was peak. <laughs> Kids screaming at the their peak. like t- their tube TVs, going out like, "Yeah, you're fucking terrible. Fucking 480p quality, crunchy sound bit like audio. That's the peak of YouTube." Ooh, 480. Yeah. Fancy. I was thinking 240. The real glory days. <laughs> I can almost make out that person's face. I can almost tell what they look like. Oh, man. God. Well, everybody, with that, I said not much had happened, and it's, it's kind of true. We're all just kind of in that holding pattern, waiting to see what's going to happen with the playoffs, unless you're one of those teams in the West that doesn't really have anything uh, set up for certain. Uh, but we are out of here for today. Again, there might be some little mini episodes throughout the week or the next two weeks while I am gone. We shall see. 
Um, but Endo, what do you what do you got going on now and over the next over the next two weeks aside from editing what's going to be a sweet fucking video? Yeah, uh, a lot of editing stuff. So there might not be a lot of streams. A lot of stuff I'm working on, uh, obviously with Tugi and some other stuff that I don't want to mention yet. Um, it's a bit, it will actually happen. Um, I'm doing some calls, hopefully in the future. Uh, with our lovely friends over at sportsgamer.gg. I should be filling in for Tugi uh, on the 24th, which is the day that he gets back, I believe. So, ah, yes. perfect. <laughs> Going on the 24th. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting back from a week and a half road trip and immediately just being like, okay, let me sit in my computer and focus. Like, I'm going to be a zombie yeah, for that first like, day back. He was like, yeah, just let Endo take over, whatever. I, I trust him. I'm like, oh, I feel like, I feel humble. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Oh, God. Along with that, you will not be able to catch me on Twitch at Tugi24. There will still be stuff up on YouTube, though, in the meantime, over the next two weeks. So, it's 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 goodbye for now. It's see you down the road in two weeks, you beautiful people. We thank you very much for watching and or listening. And again, thank you to Manscaped. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much. And as Endo... I thought, yeah, I was going to say, I knew you had the circuit. <laughs> As Endo continues to just caress his his cubed deodorants, essentially. <laughs> no, no, I was going like, to put on, like, lip balm. But I do have the lip balm as well. And th- they're telling you, I just have it at my desk because whenever my lips were chapped, I just smother it on my lips and I go, and I'm good. How would I type that out to make that an episode title? <laughs> uh... How am I going to make that, like, uh, how, how, would it, how would it sound? I'm not even sure. How about, how about that? That's awful. Oh, I know how it sounds. It sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I hate it.